Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Kick Pod. I am your host TJ Williams, and this is a martial arts based uh, podcast where I give you um, certain insiders of uh, certain martial arts based subjects, such as my experience, um, mostly media, um, video games, pretty much anything that comes to mind every week. And this week. This this episode, um, I like to get in more to like the video game world, where I'm gonna talk about um, three top fighting series, and definitely three of them, three of my most favorites, and um, I like to get into that. And the three favorites that I pick is Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Tekken. So with these three top video games, I'm going to talk about at least my experience with them. And and I want to analyze um, how it um, fits with my martial arts training or maybe give you a little history on what what I believe these three fighting games like are coming from or influenced by. All right. So this is definitely going to be one interesting podcast because, you know, there's a lot of video game fans out there. That um that really are playing these games because these are the top three games that are played around the world, and you know you never know who out who's out there is gonna be like the best video gamer. <clears throat> All right, so let me start with like my, my first encounter with um a fight game, and that is the legendary Mortal Kombat. Well, at first I never knew it was a violent video game until I seen the arcade game. Compared to when I first played it, I played it on the Sega Genesis, in which um, 
I know they had like the blood code in there until like years later. But um, my first experience, I, I played it on the Sega Genesis. I was over a friend's house in my old neighborhood, and we were just playing two-player game, and we were just going at it. And from the looks of it, it's like there's no particular style that the characters had. Of course, you had seven characters, um, six six men and uh, one woman. Probably back then, probably was like surrounded by a lot of controversy because um, you had one woman surrounded by six men, and you know it shouldn't there shouldn't be any problem with um, a woman a woman in a fighting game. I mean, if a woman is as is as tough as a man, I mean, let her play, let her be part of the game. Of course, yeah. And the six, or should I say, the seven characters you had, you had, of course, Johnny Cage, a movie star, Raiden, a thunder god, of course, Kano, an, uh, a mercenary. Of course, you had Luke Kane, a Shaolin fighter, uh, Sub Zero, Scorpion, Sub Zero, both. Um, Ninjas from different clans, of course, Scorpion's a specter that was killed by Sub Zero, and he's back to living. And of course, you have Sonya, a special force um, soldier that um, that was in the game. I mean, when you look at her game, she looked like she's a fitness instructor, but yet in this case, she's a, a tough fighter. All right, my look at this game like i said before it doesn't have much of a fighting style to it i mean you of course they don't they don't execute or definitely they don't show that they have a fighting style all it is with it it's just kicks simple kick simple punch sweeps jump kicks round kick like round kicks mostly it's just like a mostly like say in crescent kicks or Outcrescent kicks, that's pretty much how it is, or hook kicks. But yet, all these characters have special moves, which in actuality you can't do in real life. And um, mostly, if you have like, let's just say, I pick Johnny Cage. I mean, he's got um, three three moves that um, at least two of, two of them that you can really do in a fight. Or should I say, yeah, in a fight. So you have his... Um, one move that um, that I can pretty much analyze is um, this green fireball. And I mean, the look from the looks of the way he throws it, he looks like he's throwing a rich hand. But nevertheless, you can't throw a green fireball out your hand as you're doing it. But a rich hand is actually an actual technique. So really, in actuality, if you were to think that you're going to throw a green fireball out your hand by doing that move, I mean... Chances are, if you're close enough, you could actually hit a rich hand. Usually, you could hit it right at the side of the neck or probably the back of the neck to affect the technique. And, um, of course, you got his um, his shadow kick, which can be a move. I mean, I know you can't glide across the floor like he does. I mean, possibly you can. I mean, mostly if you go to tournaments and you see people sparring, you'll see them. You throw sidekicks when you from far away you're pretty much at a far distance if you're sparring and you can throw a sidekick from that distance to to hit a person and like you had to be at least highly trained or at least do the kick like a million times like every day just to 
at least get the move down. I mean, that's that's pretty much an actual move, the shadow kick, but you can't glide through the ground like that. You know what I mean, it takes a lot of leg power to actually glide and a lot of good technique. And going on to the split punch. Real effective. I mean, some you don't have to go actually go down to a split to actually punch somebody in the groin. I mean, really, it is defensive because you're going below the person, or at least dodging the attack, just to like hit them below the belt. I mean, I mean, likely you can actually do that. I mean, that definitely revive. Um, definitely comes from the movie Bloodsport, of course. Where Van Dam goes in the split and then he dodges um the the sumo fighter who's trying to grab him and he gets him right below the belt. Yeah, usually that's just an effective move getting somebody in the groin. I mean, really, if you do it really good enough, that usually stuns the person, and it gives you either opportunity to throw a technique or just get out of there. I mean, the main thing about um the certain um certain um self-defense all right so that's pretty much analyzing johnny cage and you know there's other people that do moves that are are questionable if they're if they're if you're able to do it as a real technique all right so mostly let's going on to Liu kane he, i know he always got two i mean honestly his first move the fireball you can't actually do a um throw a fireball at your hand i mean i'm not going to analyze that but the flying kick yeah that's simply a flying sidekick you're just jumping in the air and you're flying through the air and throwing a sidekick but the way he does is he's just like a superman type of sidekick but that's um that's a really cool move that you can do like that's just a simple flying sidekick really powerful and I think I, in my last test, I think I did that flying sidekick. I think I studied Luke Kane very well doing a good flying sidekick. And, and I know there's more to analyze. Um, oh, yeah, going into Sonya. I mean, a couple moves that she, well, of course, like three moves she's got. Um, one is, um, yeah, is the leg grab, which could be an actual move. But, you know, if it's done perfectly, yeah, you can really get somebody with that <clears throat> but yeah usually a leg grab is only effective if you're on your back and you somebody's on top to you ready to attack and you could put put your legs around their neck and bring them down but going into a handstand is that's highly unlikely that's going to happen and um that's just one of the one of the moves that you um can do as far as the other ones like uh her ring Ring bomb toss. I mean, usually that looks like a simple punch. So simply, you can just punch somebody and just not throw rings. And um, of course, her her Superman punch in the air. Honestly, you just do a Superman punch from from down the ground, but you can't just fly on top of the air. That that's um questionable. All right. So definitely, what that's the first Mortal Kombat um. First Mortal Kombat um game that I played, and um and definitely of course it came out with um a sequel and a lot more games that really boost my interest to keep playing Mortal Kombat. Of course, Mortal Kombat Two came out the year after, and that was like had more characters and yet had 
two more girls brought into where and that's pretty much out of all the Mortal Kombat games that I played and I play that I like that game a little better mostly because there's like a secret and like in, if you play the arcade version like certain if this actually works for certain players I mean if you are at a certain spot you jump away from them the computer pauses and it it jumps it jumps it towards you but doesn't throw a kick but it gives you an opportunity to hit the the um hit the computer so that's usually a secret so like i said it always works for certain um characters if you're playing in the first uh playing player number one that's what it works and definitely i use that trick to actually get to like the the final boss which is kentaro which and of course i get beat by him because he's tough and uh and of course shao khan is no bargain either and that was um that was probably pretty much my um greatest um best greatest game <laughs> you know this is this is kind of making me speechless because it's like mortal Kombat, and that's like the best fighting game that you can ever play and oh yeah and just um and the one thing of exciting about mortal Kombat 2 is is um i went to a um video game con back in november in syracuse and they had like a mortal Kombat 2 tournament and i thought i was going to win the whole thing but um I would end up getting into the semifinals. I end up losing, but I end up playing twice because it was double elimination. So of course, um, I uh, was most really I was really um, carrying that tournament, and of course, um, I guess um, I got beaten in the semifinals and and end up getting third place. I so, know I don't feel bad about it. It may, at least makes these these tells you that I'm pretty much the man in Mortal Kombat 2 because I played a lot of times, and you know really, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> you know going on to Mortal Kombat 3, where things got really enhanced, where it was a combo system, and um, really it took a lot of skills to learn like different combos from the characters. Mostly my favorite ones that I do the greatest combos with um is Cyrax, Cabal, and Sub Zero. Great combos, easy combos. And really going on to the that game and well definitely I think this game uh, this was released bef like sometime around the when the first movie was came out coming out. Then that was great. Um and then moving on, it was um, Mortal Ultra, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, then it was Trilogy. Then from there, they had um, another game that um, a spinoff of the Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology with Sub-Zero. And the thing I found out about that game was you had to play that game, that entire game in hard mode. I mean, if you had on easy mode, you get to like a certain level and then the game resets or you have to start over so it's always best to play that game in hard mode which is um unusual because usually if you can pre pretty much beat any game in easy mode but yet this game is like saying no no you have to beat this game in hard mode only or very hard and really that's was a challenge for me 
I actually beat that game in hard mode. Because, you know, really, I got to learn the video game much. And you're playing that whole game with Sub-Zero. And usually there's a saying that, um, well, usually the saying I came up with, there, uh, every legend has a story, but the people who tell it has uh, uh, tells it differently or has a different perspective of the legend. So people had like a different perspective of how Mortal Kombat started. So usually you say it started with Sub-Zero or you started with Liu Kang or whatever. And this is definitely one of the best games that I played. And, um, and of course, the last game created was Mortal Kombat 11. And I had an opportunity to play that game a little bit. But I got to say, they had a good storyline to it. I mean, I would watch it on YouTube a lot. I mean, mostly I know it's like a part of the story mode that became big with uh, Mortal Kombat. That they create a story mode where they take you on an adventure of um of um like going from the previous game to like what's happening what's going to happen next and you know with what's happened next is that they have new bosses and um you know i did i don't really I, like i said i didn't play, play a little bit but you know i watched i just watched the story mode on youtube which looks interesting but I knew do knew do know this that um of course, Ronda Rousey is the voice of um Sonya in that um game, yeah, which is interesting, because she yeah, she had that Sonya mentality anyway, and of course I'm not gonna mess with Ronda Rousey. All right, so pretty much uh, pretty much analyzing that's my first experience with Mortal Kombat. Now moving on to Street Fighter or not Street Fighter uh, Tekken, that's. Well, let me go to Tekken. Let me um go to Tekken. Um, um, I'm gonna um, skip Tekken. I'm gonna put that last, but um, definitely I wanna go into Street Fighter. Street Fighter, um, definitely a game that uh that boosts my interest. Each interest, you know. Honestly, I never knew that um there was a first game. I mean, I was like, there was Street Fighter Two that I played um constantly. And um, I was trying to figure out if there was a street, uh, first Street Fighter game. And, of course, I looked in the magazine one time and I found out that there was a Street Fighter game. It was back in 1987. In this case, I was probably like a two years old or a year old when the game came out. And, um, and, every, and I would just look in arcades and see if there was an actual Street Fighter 1 game out there. But there wasn't, I mean, there's pretty much Street Fighter 2 because that was like the real popular game there back then. And then it wasn't until I actually bought a a Capcom collection game uh, like for my PSP and then I found then I found the game on there and I actually got a chance to play it. Probably tougher than the actual Street Fighter 2 game because you know you're just playing one character. And that character was Ryu, who was like a red, a redhead back then, and yeah, you was um, basically were fighting like two characters from like four countries. Of course, there was United States, Japan, China, and England. Of course, you were placing two people from um, from that um, 
from those countries. And then from there, you would, in, in between you have mini games, you would like break bricks or break boards or, and then, and then from there, you, the, the, um, the final country you would go to was Thailand. And of course, the two characters you go face would be a, a Don and Sagat, which was very tough. Two people from Thailand. And, um, that was pretty much a tough game, and you know I would get upset because I would lose a lot. But it would definitely that would be the start of the um the Street Fighter Two series, where of course it was World Warriors, where you had a a different selection of characters, at least eight selection of um characters. Of course, you had Ryu and Ryu Ken, E Honda, Dalsim, Chun Li. Guile and Blanca. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I got them all. Now, those are the eight players that you could play in that game. And uh, mostly the top two players, you top two um, characters you could play in that game was both basically Ken and Ryu because they had the same, they had the same uh, moves. Of course, it was the Fireball, which they call the Hadouken, the upper, the uppercut. Usually they call it the Shoruken and then the the Hurricane Hurricane Kick, which um it's hard to pronounce because they say it differently. Usually they say them tap tap that spirit guess or and they say it different like tap tap that shit. I don't know how they would say it, but you know it's tough to say. But usually it's easy to say the Hadouken and the Shoruken. And yeah, I usually play. Ken and Ryu constantly. No, I didn't care much about the other characters. And um, my first experience, I didn't know how to play. I was just getting beat. And, you know, that was, um, and then I had to learn how to play, which was very interesting. And, of course, um, that was good. And, now, of course, it had, like, a, of course, a, an enhancement, a sequel, where they had added more players. Of course, DJ Fei Long, which was a Bruce Lee look-alike, Cammy. <clears throat> of course, I think that was like the other players. Then, uh, oh yeah, uh, T Hawk. They had um. The, yeah, that was uh, that was a good um addition to the Street Fighter. Mostly, I played Fei Long mostly because they had that Bruce Lee. Yeah, that's why. I got into martial arts very well because of Bruce Lee's um, attributes of fighting. I mean, he was pretty tough. And uh, let's see. That's pretty much it with Street Fighter. No, I had more sequels to it. Um, and it, oh, yeah, it had a, like a, almost like a spinoff called Street Fighter Alpha. It looks like the characters are a lot younger than the ones that um, in the actual Street Fighter, um, the actual Street Fighter game. And yeah, the interesting thing is that this, um, I guess it was like a younger version of um, what Ryu look, Ken and Ryu look like. And of course, there was like the original characters that came back, Zungat, Zungat, um, Dalsim, Sagat, Chun Li, who would look younger in that um, video game. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, so pretty much that 
well, just to analyze a couple of moves. Well, just to get into Kenny Ryu, of course, the Hadoukens. Yeah, you can't throw a fireball at your hand, but you can simply throw a double palm strike. That's what it looked like. It's like it's coming from the chamber, which is that uh, you're coming from the hip, and you just throw your hands forward. So basically, that's a actual move, a double palm strike right to the abs. The Shoruken, of course, is the uppercut, a little exaggerated. I mean, you can't jump in the air and hit somebody with the Shoruken, but you can um, definitely hit somebody with hard uppercuts. And the Hurricane, the hurricane Kick, um, I mean, possibly you can hit somebody with that. I mean, you know, I tried doing that because actually that's a good tricky move, but you can't, like, fly in the air to do it. But, yeah, you could just jump in the air and just throw, like, a, 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 like a hurricane-type kick, but you can't, like, fly in the air with that. And, uh, of course, a couple other moves to analyze. Uh, you got Chun-Li's spinning bird kick. Of course, that's, like, similar to, like, the the Hurricane Whirlwood kick with um, Ken and Ryu, which is unusual. I mean, you can't do it, the kick. I mean, basically, you go in the handstand, and you're just spinning around, and and your legs are open out wide. And Chun-Li's multiple kicks... Yeah, you know, you can't throw that many as fast as you can, but yeah, but you could throw like many um, multiple kicks at a time. I mean, people have their limit, you know, mostly people can kick, like do 10 kicks in a row without putting their foot down, 20, you know, really, you got at least, definitely you got people that are highly trained that could do that. Okay, so that's just my experience with Street Fighter and now going to Tekken. Hey, which started back in 1994, pretty much after the Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 kind of got out of there in the course of Street Fighter games. Tekken, which is an introduction to three-dimensional fighting, which is like similar to virtual fighting. I mean, I know I didn't mention virtual fighting. I didn't play virtual fighting as much. I'm talking at least... I'm talking about the games that I play frequently. And then definitely Tekken was definitely one game that sparked my interest. And, you know, I got to play the first one, which um, I think I played um, Martial Law. And, yeah, it's like uh, he was like, of course, uh, based off of Bruce Lee. Pretty much you got like three games here that you had the characters as based off Bruce Lee, Liu Kang, Fei Long, and, of course, Martial Law. And of course, this one kind of um, has like the sort of a fighting style. You got a lot of characters in there. You had Paul Phoenix, um, Michelle Chang, uh, Nina Williams. Um, you had Jack, which is, um, of course, um, almost like a based off of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, the Terminator. And of course, you had Yoshimitsu. Which I believe is like a, a android. That's what it pretty much look like a, a Japanese android. Well, that's another character I like to play frequently is Yoshimitsu because of his one move. He goes in the cartwheel, and then this when he just, he's going to do a backflip, he does like a twisting move attack, and just F and rolls to the ground. 
and um if you do it quick enough yeah you roll to the ground he does like a sort of a a kick almost like a like almost a donkey kick yeah which is interesting and uh just going into Tekken of course that went on to make another a couple more series which is interesting I got to play like not all of them but yeah probably I could say my favorite is like Tekken 3 because it has a character called Eddie Gordo who's who has the capoeira style which is very interesting and um you know you no know, one of these days I like to like learn capoeira but you know, I watched movies like uh, Only the Strong, with uh, there was um, a lot of capoeira, and they do a lot of flips, and that's was my favorite pick to during uh, Tekken Three is uh, Eddie Gorno because I like how he does like the moves to it. All right, so uh, pretty much um, that's my experience with Tekken, and. Uh, that's my like pretty much my game perspective. Now I like to like talk about the movies that these three um, games that uh, produce. Like number one, uh, well, well mostly I'm gonna start with Mortal Kombat. Going back to the beginning with Mortal Kombat. Well, the first movie probably was the best, the best movie, best storyline. Of course, you had like Luke Kang there to avenge his brother's death, and of course you had Sonya. Who's after Kano, after he killed her partner, and of course you got Johnny Cage trying to prove that he's not a fake, and of course that leads lead them all onto a little boat, a little creepy boat to Shang Tsung's island, where they had the Mortal Kombat tournament, and yeah, of course uh, a lot of good fight scenes, and a couple couple kind of questionable, but. The one fighting scene that really was interesting uh, was uh, Johnny Cage versus Scorpion. Of course, you have Scorpion and um, Johnny Cage meeting in the woods, and of course, uh, you got Scorpion getting like in little fight stands, and then of course, all of a sudden, something comes out of his hand, his spear, which comes alive, and it's like he says, "Get over here," and the spear just like chases Johnny Cage through the woods and kind of gets stuck and then from there Johnny Cage just runs at Scorpion and it gets teleported into another dorm domain it looks like it was like hell or something or the nether realm and then of course they have their little fight scene which was real interesting the one thing I like about that fight scene is like when he sweeps Johnny Cage down and he stomps on him he kicks in the camera that was just silly it's like he just kicks at the camera. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but that was just like a real interesting, real interesting um, scene. <laughs> anyway, um, definitely this movie definitely um, imitated a couple of the moves that um, was in the Mortal Kombat game. Of course, you had um, Scorpion Spear and um, you had somewhat Johnny Cage Shadow Kick, but he just jumped in the air. And of course, yeah, he did a split punch. And uh, from there, um, and then the Scorpion did, did his fatality. 
there's something I forgot to mention mention about the first Mortal Kombat game, uh, the fatalities. Um, after you knock their bomb energy bar down, you have an opportunity to, to perform a finishing move, which was great. So, of course, he didn't actually burn Johnny Cage. He just just um, threw fire at him, which was interesting. I love Scorpion. And, uh, of course, going in, uh, on to, like, the ending of the game, or ending of the movie, where you had Luke Kane had his, um, his, um, second-to-last battle with, um, Reptile. Of course, uh, he grabs, um, it looks like, um, like, sort of a species of Reptile. He throws it into a statue, and then this Reptile gets, like, wrapped in the the wrapped in the chest of the um of the statue and then the next you know it turns into a nin the ninja reptile and they have their little battle in which at the end Luke Kane throws his um incredible bicycle kick and just kicks him out of, kicks him out of the um yeah kicks him out of the doorway and then he turns back to a statue and just breaks. Yeah that's Probably one of the great fight scenes, and then it goes on to having a fight with Shang Tsung. Of course, they have their little mini battle, and Shang Tsung and Burgess, um, like dead warriors to fight Liu Kang. And then, of course, um, he goes up to fight Shang Tsung again. And then, of course, uh, Shang Tsung is a sorcerer, he changes into um, his um, dead deceased brother kind of give his mind little kind of his mind um like messed up and um that was um and then of course the fight began when Fu Kane came to his senses and says Shang Tsung killed his brother and then they had this little fight scene and of course Fu Kane has this little hot comeback and defeats Shang Tsung and, and hits him into a into a pit fatality which was interesting, which because that's what Mortal Kombat usually had a pit fatality, and that came that was came from the first game where you knock your opponent into uh, the pit. It's just a simple uppercut, and they just fall and just go into the spikes, which was interesting. And of course, um, I'm not gonna talk about the sequel of the movie, which because I didn't like it because it had like the bad storyline, although it did have like. All the characters from the the next Mortal Kombat games and some fight scenes were questionable in that movie well you know I'm just gonna talk a little bit about that sequel you know in that movie I feel like Robin Shu got ch cheated in that movie I mean majority of the fight scene he was in he got his butt kicked although it shouldn't be happened I mean I don't know how why he agreed to do that sequel I guess um the previous actors from the first movie agreed kind of agreed not to do the movie because of the storyline of course Johnny Cage gets killed in that movie which was terrible and the actor that played Johnny Cage in that movie I mean of course I remind him in the next Karate Kid where he got beat up in the, the end of the movie and then I guess I guess they, they didn't want to uh, ruin the first actor's uh, reputation by having him get killed. But um, that was um, 
it with a movie. I know, and all, and I'm going on to other movies. Uh, a recent release movie, um, um, Scorpion's Revenge, which is an animated movie, which is quite interesting because I watched it five times so far. Of course, you have um, it's the story behind Scorpion and how he um, became the Spectre that he is, and of course, it goes. Of course, uh, it revolves. It, Rolls around the like the first Mortal Kombat tournament, and uh, it's quite interesting. If you haven't seen it yet, um, make sure you like get it either on Blu-ray or digital. It's quite interesting. So that's what it with uh, Mortal Kombat. So moving on to Street Fighter. All right, so the first Street Fighter movie with Van Damme. I mean, somewhat uh, it's a good movie, but um. Certain things are questionable, like they switch um, the switch the kind of antagonist and protagonist. Mostly, the what they had for um, a protagonist, they had um, Balrog, who was actually the antagonist in the movie. He had him as they had him as a protagonist. So I don't know why. I mean, I guess they feel like he looked like he was um, a protagonist, and of course. DJ was a protagonist in the game, but they have him as an antagonist in the movie. And I don't think he did much in the movie. He was just standing there looking like an idiot. And of course, which was questionable. <clears throat> and a couple of things. Um, of course, they had um, Dalsim, who was a doctor. <clears throat> and originally in the game, he was just a guru. Then they just had him as a doctor working on supposedly Blocka who <clears throat> was um named Charlie which um is a character in the um, game I think he's like a friend of Giles and of course he was captured and he was turned into Blocka and you know the thing that didn't upset me he didn't do his lightning move <laughs> or do his his spinning ball attack uh, and it's definitely the couple of good things in that movie it's like um you had van damme he does his normal and usually how he ends his um through his um <clears throat> like finishes um fight is with us out so with his um helicopter kick which was interesting you know and of course ken and ryu and the one interesting thing he actually did is does his hadoken on um vega and yeah definitely it was up close. It's like you see a little flashing lights. That was like his actual Hadouken. Quite interesting. Alright. So. Hmm. That's it with. Um, well actually. Uh, Street Fighter came out with another. Um, another movie. It was of course an animated movie. It was uh, called. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Animated movie. Which was uh, right, quite interesting. And, you know, of course, it follows the Street Fighter story, the storyline. And, uh, yeah, it, um, it, of course, had more violence in there. And it was quite, quite interesting. I don't know if it had everybody in there, but, uh, yeah, I think it did have everybody. It's short spite scenes. And it was quite interesting. And then moving on to Tekken. I mean, I mean, it just, at first it had the Tekken motion picture. Which it was uh, 
an animated um version of Tekken, explain the story behind um Tekken. And that was like my good experience with it. And you know, I've watched that a lot of times. You had um Kasuya Mishima with his violent rage, like beating everybody up, even opening uh a, a dinosaur's mouth open because it tried to bite him. And of course it had like June Kasama which is quite interesting. And uh that was a good animated um movie. A lot of good fight scenes and kinda nudity. Probably my favorite scene is um when Kazuya's in the hotel room and um of course Nina Williams um like shot up the whole hotel room and threw a bomb in there and he just jumped out of there. And that was uh that was a good scene. What else is out there? Of course, it's Hajimishima catching a hatch in his mouth and just biting through it. And like, oof, that's interesting. How how many people had actually done that? And that was pretty interesting. Alright, so that's pretty much my an, my analyzing or talking about the video game world of um, Tekken and um, Street Fighter. And um, just to analyze the both all three games, you know, if you think about Mortal Kombat, probably back in history, there was um, probably was an actual Mortal Kombat tournament where people from around the world just meet up in one place and just um, just uh, fight fight with their the skills they had, and then definitely that's um, yeah, and probably. It probably was a fight to the death, and that's probably why most um, fight tournaments were underground. And you wonder why we have the UFC today. And, uh, you know, you really, you knock the person out, or you break their arm, the fight's over. And, of course, it would evolve to other competitions, like ground, underground fighting, where you would just knock the person out, even kill the person. All right, so you always wonder if there's actually a Mortal Kombat tournament. And, of course, there's always street fights, you know, because people don't know how to act. You know, they think they could just fight in the street. And just to think about it, unlike tournaments, there are rules. But with street fighting, there's no rules. So if you get beat up, you get beat up. And don't expect a fair fight because if you're fighting one person, you know there's going to be other people behind them to fight you. So definitely that's one thing to think not to think about. And uh, so that's pretty much my analyst analyzing of um, video games uh, to almost real life situations. And uh, oh, yeah, I almost forgot about um, certain TV shows. Of course, you have um, Mortal Kombat, uh, the vendors of the realm, which I only had 13 episodes. I wish I had more, but that was interesting to watch as a kid. And and that was um. And yeah, I usually watch them um, now on YouTube, and just watching episodes of um, the combatants with their local adventures from trying to uh, prevent um, Earth being invaded by Shao Kahn. And of course, you got Street Fighter, which had was had two seasons and twenty six episodes, and um, that was interesting back then. Of course, you had uh, yeah, you always wonder like how what that character actually sounds like what if they had a voice with them that was interesting 
and let's see what else uh oh that's pretty much it for now of course of course Tekken never had a um a tv series that um or only had a one animated um like cartoon movie and that was it and um so uh, that was pretty that's pretty much it for my kick pod and um tune in next time for my uh another episode of kick pod and make sure you tune into my first two episodes on um uh, on spotify and on the b b i c b p radio dot com and um i'll see you next time Tell the people about our new show. Our new show? Yes. Not back issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Hey man, we just can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Stop, stop till they drop That's right That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony On Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial (laughs) 